You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. There we go. You guys ready? Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Welcome to the Full Blast Podcast. I'm Jeff Fader. And before we get into it with Honor and Ben, we got to take care of some business. I was on vacation last week and I made a Damascus knife that I had to, my customer wanted to wait a couple of weeks, so I had to store it while I was gone. I was nervous because it was great and nervous that it was a little bit humid in the shop. So I got some axe wax and I put axe wax on the handle and I put axe wax on the blade and I put it away and I left for the week and it was humid in the shop and I got everything taken care of. It looks great. And what I liked about it was the fact that because it's food safe, because it's all natural, I don't have to worry about any weird residues, anything icky, any petroleum byproducts that might be on the knife. It was perfect. And if you go to axewax.us and put in promo code FULLBLAST10, you're going to get 10% off. And if you're in the UK, go check out Toby's website. That's UK Knife Supplies. And go put in FULLBLAST10 for Axewax for him, and he's going to take care of you. Axewax.us. That's excellent. The next thing is, have you ever heard of a time, a time vampire? A time vampire is someone who gets into your DMs and they'll ask you a question on the auspices that they're going to buy something. Well, what's that? Well, how much is this? How much is that? Or what's the weight of this? Or what's the length of that? Then you send them a message and they send you another one. And you send them a message and they send you another one and they're creating a relationship. They're not going to buy anything. Time vampires are a problem. One way you can circumvent these people is get a website. Get a good website. Get a great website. If you go to akinteractive.com slash full blast, you will get 10% off of a website. And that way you can add whatever you want in. You can tell the, the weights and the size, the lead time, the materials that you use. You can backfill all the information up so you don't have to ask a million questions. You don't have to answer a million questions in the DMs. Don't, don't be a sucker because it's really worth it to get a good website. It's going to help you at night, on the holidays, when you're, when you're trying to sleep, your website's working for you. It's, the, it's an employee that is going to be on top of things for you and help with your administration. So go to akinteractive.com slash full blast. You'll get 10% off, and Andreas Kalani will tailor the website to your needs, which is great. And you'll be able to scale up and blah, blah, blah. It'll be perfect. It'll help you out. So don't play this is the way to go ak interactive and if you are and if you're thinking to yourself am i a time vampire this is not the question to ask me this is the you need a little bit of self-awareness and you know take care of that yourself with that said i have to thank 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 my friends 
Honor Kaglar, Ben Snore are here again. Thank you guys for coming in today because the last episode was great, but it was a disaster. <laughs> I was uh, yeah, crushed. Yeah. It was <laughs> crushed. So, well, thank you very much. And I've also, number two is thank you very much because I changed the time. And th- this has been going to be a weird full blast might be a very true name for this show because I'm having a colonoscopy tomorrow. And I thought that I was supposed to drink all the evacuant. I don't know what you call it at night. <laughs> turns out, turns out I'm supposed to start in midday. So I'm kind of like three quarters of the way through um, the medicine and I'm hoping it doesn't take place. Well, maybe I'm hoping it does take place during this podcast. So thanks for accommodating me guys. You bet. I'm just looking forward to if it happens. That's all. Well, well, it it very well could because I've already, (laughs) number one, I've I've been, I was actually, before this all started, I was talking to uh, Honor about this is when the, the reason why I'm getting a colonoscopy is not because, you know, I'm worried about anything. The only thing is you get to a certain age, but also this is the 20th anniversary of my wedding, but also the 20th anniversary of me uh, inhaling the fumes from ground zero 9-11. We were downwind in 9-11. So my wife and I are just like, been 20 years. Maybe we should start, you know, uh, making sure everything's okay. So that's the, lo- that's that. I love you, baby. Let's go get our butts examined. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't like a tandem situation. We weren't, we're not, she's, uh, you know, that's, that's they don't, not they don't the give you a two for one discount. That would make, see, I don't know if that would be, I mean, with, with only one bathroom in the house, I think you're really, you're, you're, you're really <laughs> going to be, uh, it's not, it isn't, I don't think it's a good idea. It's, I, I live with two women, my daughter and my wife. It's already bad. And I end up, you know, luckily I have a bathroom in the shop. I have definitely like said, I'm just going to go to the shop and I would come to the shop. But no. So what they do is. So are you, are you at home or at the shop? I'm at the shop. Are I'm you worried about everything kicking in and not being able to make it home? Um, I'm, cons- I've been told, my, my wife's a nurse practitioner and she says, you probably won't be in the position of being completely, you know, unclenched. You, you, if you can hold it, <laughs> you should be, you should be fine. But if she's like, but I can't make any guarantees. You I've know, got, so. I've got kind of a funny story about somebody not being or being completely unclenched. Uh, the vet that I worked for at the feedlot out in Arizona was down in Mexico. He did a whole lot of bringing over cattle from mexico to the united states and he was in mexico city and it was rush hour traffic and montezuma's revenge hit and he had to get out of the car in the middle of the road and relieve himself oh my god he said i just it was either ruin the car or be embarrassed (laughs) he's like i'm not gonna see any of these people again So what the move would be is to is to open the passenger side door and the driver side door and then have like a little bit of like a like a, like a little walled. stall. He said yeah, there was no stall. time for that. I asked him if he, he could <laughs> do that. Jesus, Jesus. Well, I mean, imagine how bad it's got to be for you to just have to shit in the middle of the street. It's I mean it's it's bad. It's already bad. So I mean, there's just no time, no worrying. Just as you you got to evacuate. That yeah. reminds me of a story a contractor told me that he they were doing a construction job in Manhattan and they had a concrete guy come. The concrete truck was driving into the city 
and they got stuck in terrible traffic. And I guess the way that they mix these concrete trucks, it's based on time. So they mix them in the trucks, the, the mixer's going, and it has a certain amount of time before they got to dump it. So I guess there was a really bad accident, and he called this contractor up, and he says, listen, I'm going to dump this in the street. And they said, you can't. You can't. You're going to get, I mean, you, imagine dumping a, a, a truck, in the, you know, filled with cement into, into a, a metropolitan area. And he, they, 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 he says, it's going to ruin this truck. He's like, we're gonna, all going to get fined. You're not going to be able to get it up. So they ended up getting like hundreds of garbage bags, filled all the gar- filled all the garbage bags and let them harden on the street. And then they put like a piece of rebar in them, like a little round rebar. And then, the, and then the, I guess they p- picked them all up. Somebody came after they all hardened, but it was like, you know, 15 blocks of garbage can filled with <laughs> hard cement on the street. Mess. Can you imagine <laughs> Well, speaking of messes, the, the, I, and I was thinking, I was thinking about uh, honor a lot in regards to what. So the, they have a specific diet when you get a, uh, a colonoscopy. You think it's like a, not a big deal, but it's a huge production. So for the last five days, I haven't been able to eat any vegetables, and really, and it's because of the way it digests. I don't know. They they need to get a clean. They need to get a clean runway in order to kind of see what they have to see. So I haven't had one piece of vegetable or anything for the past five days and now i'm on all clear liquids i feel so run down i feel today is the last day of of that and tomorrow i'm gonna fast you know tonight the fasting is not so big of a deal but all day today i felt just so depleted and all i could think of is when um, you know honor was an mma fighter i can't imagine what it was like to be an MMA fighter and have to cut weight because I'm I'm legitimately and I'm not I'm not I don't normally complain but I was like I was dragging. How do you do it? Yeah, it was it, it's it's quite bad really. It's, I don't you know like even now like sometimes if I miss my breakfast I'm like I, I feel so horrible so I don't know I even managed to do it. I mean, like throughout the process it it probably starts maybe like. Six six weeks before you fight, and then you'll just slowly and slowly like reduce all your food intake, and you you get by by end of it, and you just pre- pretty much drinking water. It's it is real horrible, especially considering you know like you're training two three times a day as well. On top of that, oh. well, that, to be honest, like you look forward to training because then you can eat some because then you can burn the calories off. And but there's like there's also the fact that like. In regarding like a normal diet, you can sort of eat certain things, but with a fighter's diet, you've got to watch out for, you know, um, it, it made it like awkward even now when I started dieting, like I'd, I'm like, oh, I can't eat that. But then I think, oh, no, actually I can because I'm just on a normal diet. You know, like anything with, say, um, well, I can't even think off the top of my head now, um, anything with just real high carbs or heavy carbs, you know, slow burning carbs and stuff like that. You'd have to try and avoid because you want it out of your system. You want to be, you want it out of your system, and you don't want the water retention from it as well. Ugh, Ben, I... you've never done anything like that, have you? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like but... to eat, and I I drink so much water every day. That's the thing that I mean. I just I couldn't shed water weight. See, I would think that working outside, you would probably be very conscious of what you're eating because. You know, you are out in the hot sun and you have a certain amount. Of, I don't know how you wear long sleeve shirts all the time. That's what I don't understand. But I mean, I can imagine, you know, your diet becomes kind of like an issue at some point. No, no, I, <laughs> I am terrible. 
the the long sleeve shirts once you start sweating it's like air conditioning yeah you know the the evaporative effect of wind going over a breeze going over a wet shirt keeps you cooler and protects huh. you from the sun yeah that's the sun thing would be my my would be my issue but i mean in regards to i mean in, in this situation like I I feel fine. I, I but I can definitely tell that because not not eating, you know, I, we eat a lot of vegetables and stuff like that. I can tell that I'm I'm like nutrient deficient, and like I can't imagine what it'd be like to fight, to train. And that's the other thing is like training to fight, training to fight, and then and then having to practice, but being like not at your full capacity. I just don't know how you guys gonna pull it together. I think that's why you get you get you get a lot of people getting injured as well. I I always say like you know if 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 you did the same day twice, you know everything exactly is the same, but one of the days you you fighting, one of the days you're not. So one of the days you're dieting, and one of the days you're just living it normally. The day that you're dieting, you definitely get injured. Like you pick up injuries so much faster because you, you're obviously you, you you probably are deficient of of like nutrients that your body needs. You're deficient of a lot of things. It's it's no good for anyone really. Well, now, I'm planning. Go ahead. As soon as you're done, and you, like you go and weigh in, right after that, you go just pound water and pound food, don't you? Uh, you've got to do it slowly. Um, All right. So, like to start off with, the first the first thing I'd have is I uh, used to have. Uh, I don't know if you will have it there, Dyrolite, which is it replenishes like the salts and stuff. In and you'd have that in in say like some sort of Lucozid, which is another. It's got glucose and stuff in it, but you want to be sipping it, and then I think. I think it's two hours. What once you've hit like two hours, then you can start uh, eating and drinking more normally. You don't you don't want to do it too fast. It's not it's not good for your body. All that's right. they have that's that's very similar. I think it's like Pedialyte, which they give to children. I think that it's just like or Gatorade or electrolytes or something like that. Yeah, pretty I much once, pretty much same as that. Yeah, I once saw American top, not American top team. It's it's um who's the guy with the chin? I forgot his name. All of a sudden, you know what I'm talking? The butt chin. You know what I'm talking about. Uriah Faber. Uriah uh, Faber. Yeah. Uriah alpha Faber male. was weighing it. Alpha male. That's right. Uh, alpha male. He was, he was cutting weight. He weighed in, and then he got off the scales, and then someone just shoved a pile of smoked salmon in his face, and then somebody handed him a coconut. And I was just like, this guy's he's going to do okay. <laughs> yeah, coconut. coconut. Coconut's good. Coconut water, that's that's another thing what he used to take. It, it, it replenishes the ect- electrolytes and stuff, same as Gatorade. Ugh. Well, I'm uh, I'm gonna actually uh, in about half an hour. I got to take another dose of something. Well, in, in the middle of the in the podcast, and uh, and then we'll we'll see what happens. But <laughs> what we're gonna do for this podcast is we're gonna fool around. Uh, we're gonna try to, you know, we're fool around. But what I'm gonna do is just to give the idea of I'm actually gonna be podcasting tomorrow. I'm getting picked up from the doctor's office by my buddy Nico, and he's going to. I'll be high as a kite on propofol, the stuff that they gave Michael Jackson. And then we're going to podcast, and then I'll be down the line. So there'll be a, like a, I'll explain what happens and now, what it's like. They fill up your intestines with air, correct? Yeah. That's what I hear, yes. Are you going to record the fart? <laughs> no. You know what? Here's the problem. They don't want, I, can, I have to take off my wedding ring for Christ's sake. I got to take everything off. I'm actually looking forward to seeing how much I weigh after I've just like, I mean, Hillary says I'm going to be on the, in the toilet all day, all day, maybe most of all night. So I'm going to be, I'm going to weigh myself when I get there. And then, uh, no, there will be not, I'll, rec- if I get no, to the you car, need, you I'm, need to weigh yourself now before you start. Well, don't, we don't have, we don't have a scale. That's the problem. We all don't right. have a scale. 
but but I, but but I will promise you this. I'm pro- hopefully I'm going to be high as a kite when she takes me home, or or when uh, Nico takes me home, and then I will for sure I will for sure record a fart if it's. But that's the only <laughs> way. I mean, no one really cares, but that's the way they apparently. So what's going to happen is they're going to they're going to put an IV in me, and then I'm going to get. Um, knocked out, and then they're gonna put me on. They're gonna put me on my side, and they're gonna shove a you know who knows two yards of cable up my ass, and then they do fill you up, and they won't let you leave until you've let out a lot of gas. Oh, so so they be... do it. They, they put you out on like I, oh, yeah. I have, I've had a colonoscopy a, a long time ago. Um, I was conscious for it, and it was horrible. Really? Yeah. Well, wh- really? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. To be honest, it was one of my worst experiences ever, purely because. There was three doctors in there. Like the camera, the the camera screen was in front of me. I could see my my call on it was pretty clean. Actually, I was quite surprised. I, that, <laughs> sounds kind, that sounds kind of interesting. <laughs> I, I, I was I, I quite enjoyed it. I was like, oh, I get to watch it as well. But there was oh three women in there. Like the, the the doctors were women, and and one of the women kept saying to me, just 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 let it out. And I was like, I can't. Like there's a woman stood behind me. I just physically can't do that. And I started sweating like profusely and i was like panicking because the doctor she was going he's gonna go he's gonna go and i thought oh my god am i dying but she meant (laughs) she meant like i was gonna faint because of the pain like the pain was horrible they didn't knock you out i mean they didn't give you any like any kind of sedatives or anything no no sedatives at all it was pretty much we did so the day before you stop eating then 12 hours before um you you can just have fluids then you have the laxative which yeah, I spent the rest of the night on the toilet, and then 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 it was straight to the hospital. But they kept they, they did keep you for a while to make sure you were all right after it. I think it was six hours. I think. Oh my six six this hours. Is, yeah, six I'm sure hours? it was six hours. Yeah. Oh my god, that is so, that's the reason why healthcare is free in the UK. <laughs> there's just no way. Otherwise, I mean, there's yeah. no way I would agree to this. Six hours, not knocked out, and you get to all. The only benefit you get is to watch your own how judge how clean your rectum is. Forget yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Hillary told me that my wife told me that this doctor actually sends messages. And um, to the referring doctors, basically saying if they didn't do the prep right, oh, he ate something. We we had a lot of problems with this and that and the other thing. So I I, I said I said so does this mean they're gonna if I have to if I've eaten like one guy eats rice and beans right beforehand they're just like we're having problems here we got you know there's uh, blockages and stuff so I, I can't believe they didn't knock you out and I can't I can only imagine that feeling must have been horrendous. Yeah, it was. It was a really bad because obviously, like trapped wind is horrible. Like that's a bad pain, and it was like trapped wind times a million because it was just flowing and flowing and flowing. There's just oh no stopping god. it. Oh my god, that's that's that seems horrific. Eating rice and beans before that is horrific. That is an <laughs> asshole move. Yeah. Well, it I is, don't. Yeah. This is this is the, the the biggest problem with people is they don't like to like. They like to see their bodies as a car, and you just drop it off at the mechanics. <laughs> they don't realize that you're probably better off doing a little bit of maintenance beforehand. One of the things that one of the things we talked about in the last podcast, which I'm fucking, it just kills me. It kills me that we weren't able to like keep it, and Ben's track was 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 lost. Honor, you were talking about this guy you were in uh, the um, the military with. He, you called him Tony Bananas, or <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you call him Tony Bananas, or maybe we call him Tony Bananas. Can you tell the story of Tony? Tony Potts, it was his, his name. Yeah, <clears throat> he used to, um, <laughs> he, he used to eat a load of bananas, and 
And and obviously when we asked him why, he said it's because gorillas eat bananas and they're massive, so there must be like steroids in the bananas. <laughs> With a straight face, he said that. Yeah, with a so great. With like a straight. The thing is, like, I I did send you a picture of him, and he's got like a pretty dumb look on his face as well. (laughs) He's just like that blank, like he was actually speaking sense. But this is a. It's strange as well because he used to be like he used to be on the boxing team, and he used to be PTI, which is the the like a physical trainer. So he used to like he used to do all like the the physical for people, you know, take people out running and stuff, and he just had no clue. Like he'd drink, he'd drink a full fat coke and then have a Lucasade with it because he'd be like, oh well, it counteracts that. Like he'd have a chocolate bar and then an apple and say, oh, well, that counteracts that. I've, I've, I've never met a human like him in all my life, even <laughs> if he is actually a human. That is a that is a well. That's not abnormal. I mean, people here eat diet soda with like their hamburgers, so then they think that that's counteracting too. Well, didn't he didn't he swap to what was it beans? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> like when obviously after we saw this, we saw the uh, all the crap he was eating. I, I, I said to him, you know, like beans are pretty good for you. And then like the next day, I went into into the the like the mess. And he was just—he just had a bowl for breakfast, a big, massive bowl full of baked beans. And I was like, "That's not what I meant, mate. I meant like, you know, like within moderation, they're all right. You know, they're not really that bad for you. Not like a full bowl of baked beans, but for ages he was just eating baked beans on a morning, just bowls full of I'd, them. I'd be curious about Tony's colonoscopy after a diet of beans and bananas. <laughs> talk about not talk about you know that is that is the the best anti dote to each one of them. It, it really those two do counteract each other. You got a, you got a good point there. Poor old Tony. What is what is Tony up to these days? You, you hear from him at all? I hadn't spoke to him in a while, to be honest. I was going to message him when I went on his profile last time, but I just I couldn't bring myself to do it, <laughs> oh just because God. of all the memories. <laughs> so good, so good. Well, basically, what I thought we would do today is I have a lot of stories that I thought we could just kind of I could read them to you, and you can decide if you want to talk about them or you want to investigate or think about them. Last one was very dick and butt. Uh, uh, centric. This isn't as dick and button ball centric. There are some dick and button ball stories, but we'll be kind of I'm all I'm here for the dick and button balls. <laughs> all right. Well, then I'll I will make sure. Well, the we're, we're I will start in then with the dick and butt one. Then let's do it. This one this one is is very funny. Um, Aldi shoppers. Aldi. Uh, uh, Honor. You know about Aldi. Aldi is uh, Aldi, yeah. what is it? Is it like a grocery store? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Aldi shopper has a good giggle after noticing Peppa the Pig ice cream looks rather X-rated. So I don't know if you guys know Peppa the Pig. You guys have young oh, kids. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, this is also this is a shout-out to Keith Deason, who's making uh, ice cream rugs. This one is for you. A shopper who recently purchased some Peppa Pig ice creams from Aldi during the heat wave ended up having a good laugh over the design of the sweet treat after spotting the X-rated details. Depending on how far into the gutter your mind is, there are plenty of things out there that might appear rather rude looking at you. Certain fruits and vegetables, for example. And once you start to notice things, they seem a little bit X-rated. So basically, this ice cream has the face, the nose, and chin look like a giant dick and balls. (laughs) 
<laughs> a giant dick and balls. Uh, Just what we you recently... want to give the children. <laughs> Correct. For some reason, many people have often spot inappropriate designs meant for children and find themselves cracking up over these things. That would be thankful. Go right over to the little one's heads. We recently saw how a mom was left in hysterics over a pair of two baby baby pajamas with a lion on it. Okay. And now, very familiar, here's the ice cream intended for children. It definitely looks like a smiling penis and balls. <laughs> it's a smiling so, penis. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I had to have to. Here, I'm going to put my my camera on so you can actually, uh, you'll be able to see this. What this looks like, you can see that if you see it, you can see that the <laughs> nose looks like a dick and balls. This was a well, that's design. just Peppa Pig. Well, I mean, is that what Peppa Pig looks like? I have a 16 year old. We don't. The funny you know, part is, I hadn't is, thought about it, but yeah, Peppa Pig's head looks like a dick and balls yeah. or a hair dryer, either one. The, <laughs> the weird, the weird thing about it is, if you look at the top where the nose is, there's also like a little dick hole. I don't know if you can, you don't know yeah. if you notice that. It's the whole thing is just poorly designed. So there you go. There's a, the first story. There you go, Ben. Uh, a little bit of a dick and balls one. Well, I mean, you'll just have to look up Peppa Pig. I mean, her head does kind of just look like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. The, the the whole ice cream, the whole trend, this is what my friend uh, Keith East was on a couple weeks ago and we were talking about it, the way he does his, these, this, you know, they create these things as simple as possible and then they just don't, you know, they look good on the packaging and then they look weird. But the fact that it's a pink pig that looks like a pink dick and balls is unbelievable. See if you guys like this one. 250 alligators removed from Walt Disney World since a 2016 attack on a boy. Should we look into that one? Wait, wait. S- they've removed that many since 2016? Yes, let's read that. Let's read the story. Trappers receive $30 for each captured alligator, plus the proceeds from any of the leather. Uh, wildlife officials have removed 250 alligators from Disney's properties the fi- in the five years since the two-year-old boy was killed by an alligator in the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa, a newspaper reported. The company has worked with trappers connected to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission to remove the gators. Uh, most of the nuisance gators taken from Disney properties were euthanized and sold for their hide and their meat. Uh, spokesman for the wildlife agencies told the newspaper. Some were transferred to alligator farms, animal exhibits, and zoos. Those less than four feet were relocated. Trappers received $30 for each captured gator, plus the pl- proceeds from any leather and meat sold. Uh, after Jan Thomas Graves was killed, June 20, uh, six, uh, 2016, Disney installed a wall to put up their well, uh, reptile warnings signs along the waterways through resorts. Disney guests said that they're glad the result is proactively removing gators from its property. A biology expert agreed, adding the removal should have minimum impact on Florida's alligator population. I appreciate so, that they put up signs for two-year-olds. <laughs> Dude, this this it, this story's crazy. I remember when that happened, and, and it, you, the first thing you think of is, "What are you doing, letting this kid, this child, on his on you know this two-year-old, wade around in this kind of pond, this alligator area pond? It's just so bizarre." Um, we, well, you uh, know how you tell the difference between a crocodile and an alligator? Go ahead. One you see after a while, the other you see later. <laughs> there you go. There it is. There it is. 
Uh, <laughs> that's it. That's that's the end of that story. <clears throat> dead, All right. Dead. See if you guys like this. See if you like this one. Uh, if not, we can keep going. Uh, humans are particularly defenseless. Why would wild animals attack us more? Why don't wild animals attack us more? Does that sound like it's interesting? <laughs> well, I, you were I, saying. Well, I don't know. I, we're apex predators. Well, of course they don't without, attack us. Well, without tools, we're practically defenseless. Uh, this story is humans are practically defenseless. Defenseless. Why don't animals attack us more? Uh, they're more afraid of you than they are of them, is the saying, but often uh, used to reassure hikers. Even in large predators such as bears and pumas, pose little threat to us. But humans are slower and weaker um, than these animals too. What stops beasts from smacking them, sna- uh, snacking on every clothed ape they come across? There are a few likely reasons why they don't uh, attack us more. Look at our physiology. Humans evolved to be bipedal, going from moving on all four limbs to walking upright. Uh, there's a threat level that comes with being bipedal. When we look at other primates, chimpanzees, gorillas, I think Tony Potts wrote this, this one. <laughs> chimpanzees, gorillas, for instance, they stand to express their threats. Becoming larger is imper- in appearance is threatening, and that's uh, really the easy way of communing, communi- uh, communicating to predators that you are trouble. Bipedalism makes, uh, may make humans appear bigger and therefore are more threatening than other species, but also has our disadvantages, blah, 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 blah. Uh, larger primates such as humans and chimps, chimps live in groups adopted by a strategy of aggressively defending themselves against threats, which is uh, usually works against predators. Uh, being social, therefore, helps keeps us safe. So they they believe it seems as though uh, we're we're it isn't even the guns. It's the it's the fact that we're we're tall. You know? I, I think it's I... more the fact that all the animals have grown, you know, like evolved to eat what they eat. So that, like, let's say a lion looks for a zebra to eat, they, they aren't looking at humans going, oh, let's go and eat that, because they know that a zebra's good. You know, it's not, it, it's strange to even think that, oh, why don't they attack us? It's evolution, isn't it, you know? I, I sort of assumed it was an evolutionary deal that over the, you know, millennia, they've just grown accustomed to. If we fuck with them, they will kill us. Let's not fuck with those people. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I, prob- probably right, yeah. But some of them don't. Like, I mean, bees, they don't give a shit about you. You know, wasps, they're not like... I, I, I would imagine that some of these animals yeah, and insects th- Think about how big a, a, a wasp's brain is. It's a tiny little brain. They don't even think. So, I mean, point. they don't give a shit about anything. Right. <laughs> Right. They're just no, assholes. That's a good point. That's a good point. There are asshole animals out there, that, that, you know, that, that that do not give a shit. I wonder. I there was another article saying, um, I guess two thirds of people think that they could beat chimp, chimpanzees up in a fight. And there's this strange. We have this very. It's very interesting that that humans try to. We try to think about what who we can take. You know, it's like, who do you think, what's the maximum amount of sized animal that we could actually physically restrain? A three-year-old. <laughs> but I mean, that's the, I mean, you, it. Ben, you've, I mean, you've done rodeos and you've actually roped and like controlled animals. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, is like, you've trained to, to do that. You've, you know, you rope them a certain way, you know, you ride on them a certain way, you know how to like, kind of like put them on the ground. People just seem to think that they can do that with any animal. 
No, and hell, sometimes you get a hold of something and it damn sure will get the best of you. And you just got to cut them loose. I can't even, I mean, my cat, I mean, I can't even restrain my cat when we have to <laughs> clip its nails because it just gets so berserk. So, I think, um, I think we just live in a strange generation where people think that if they aren't giving it the cat, you know, that they don't, you know, oh. Oh, how can I? How can I get some? I really want. No one's gonna give me it. Oh, well, I'm never gonna get it then. Uh, <laughs> I hate that mentality. <laughs> but don't you think that people's imaginations kind of? I mean, there's an old expression that your eyes are bigger than your stomach, and I you see these fights, and and Honor and I watch this. This the, if you're gonna listen to the the best Instagram page, uh, Ben, you have to watch this. is called Crime Faces, <laughs> and it's this dude from the Bronx who narrates these street fights, and the fights are like, I mean, it's the and these are not these are not like professional fighters. These are just dudes in the street, and then this dude from the Bronx. Uh, narrates them just beautifully. It's hilarious. He uses these funny words. You just get the feeling that people feel that they think they think that they can dominate somebody else or some other animal, and it's just clearly always incorrect. I I think it's people who haven't had their asses whipped before. Yeah. I mean, you don't. I, I mean, really, ignorance is bliss. You don't know what it's like how how tough you are until you have your ass whipped. When you did your first MMA fight, uh, uh, Honor, did you feel, I mean, going into all the fights you've done, and they're, um, they're awesome. And, and if you're listening to this for the first time, I uh, interviewed uh, Honor uh, a, a number of months ago, and I linked all of his videos into the show notes of the show, and they're all awesome. Were you, did you ever feel like you were in a position where this is just not going to go my way? I just know it. Uh, yeah, when I fought in Musa. <laughs> Oh my god, that was a that was a crazy fight. Just to recap, you took this fight with this monster on like what two days notice? Um, it was the it was a, it was the it was pretty much the night before, so maybe twelve hours. And he was a monster. Yeah. Were did you think that you and you took it because you were just like you gotta take? I know you guys your 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 gym was like we take fights. At what point did you think this is probably not going to go my way? Well, when when I was on when I was on my back and he was on top of me, I, in fact, was I was on my front and he was on top of me, and I just couldn't. I was on my back, he was on top of me, and usually I can move people like I've I've grappled heavier people, and I just couldn't physically move him. Like his his like wrestling base was just so strong, and I was just at that point I thought I'm not getting from this position. <laughs> I I remember that fight because when I watched it compared to your other fights. He just like I don't know if it was his stance or his base when he was over you. It was like he was enveloping you. He was so massive, mm-hmm. and it was like it just seemed as though I mean I would imagine I would have if it were I mean I have never I've only, I've wrestled junior varsity, you know, and I always thought I I did not have a killer instinct. I thought this guy could be my friend. Maybe we shouldn't wrestle, you know. <laughs> I had a, the worst wrestling mentality, and I, and I won a couple fights, a couple of matches, but it was like. It's just because the other guy gassed out, and I was able to kind of do something. It was it was all circumstantial, you know. My it was all like I I I got lucky. So and I could go oh, ahead. Sorry, go no, go ahead. Finish the story. I know. I was just gonna say I can't. I I had never had. I never had the mentality where I'm gonna win this fight. And I just just I'm I didn't have that instinct in me. Just so, never had it. Honor. I'm I'm assuming you lost that fight. Yeah. I don't think I could go into a fight knowing I'm going to lose. 
Like it's just, I don't, I don't want to be a punching bag very badly. I don't like getting hit in the face. To be honest, at, at the start, I didn't like. I had sort of like the mentality where I could actually win this. You know, like it's, this right. is this is like I went in there thinking I could I could beat this guy, and then it, it pushes. Like I think he was number two in the UK at that weight at the time. So I thought I beat this guy, and then that boom, I'm I'm right up there. But yeah, it was while we, when we were in the fight, and when it, when he was on me, that's when I was just like, he's just so heavy, so strong, you know. So I, at I, that point, do you just say fuck it? I'm out. No, no, I, I still tried tried my best to get out of there. To be honest, when the referee stopped it, like he was throwing shots like on at my face while I was on my back, but I, I managed to block all of them. I came out of it unscathed, and I thought I, I could right. have gone on to be honest, but but the you know like it's what they see and they deemed it to end. But I'd have happily just waited it out until the next round and started again. I I, I just you know when I there some of the fights of yours especially when you win. It's got to be the greatest feeling of all time. Yeah, Especially definitely. your wins have your wins have been decisive. There've not been that many that have gone to the decision. There've been lots of submissions, lots of TKOs. You had one that one knockout from the ground that was just like an extraordinary. I mean, your wins are highlight wins, you know, on anybody's record, you know. I can only imagine that the feeling of preparing yourself for these fights and then all of a sudden having this incredibly dominant performance you know you got that one you picked that one guy up with a standing guillotine stands he stood like five inches taller than you and you picked him up off his feet you've had you know guillotine chokes and you've you know you knocked that guy off the ground which was that was probably my favorite fight of all time that feeling of winning has just got to be i can't believe there's anything better yes it is it's it's like euphoric i suppose it's it's Every, to be honest, like you know, like when I go back and I watch my fights and I watch me the way I act when I finish, I like look at myself and think, look, I'm acting like a child, but I don't actually remember doing it. And I, I, I assume it's like the adrenaline and everything pumping so much that you just, you just, you sort of like sort of not fully yourself. But I know the feeling it is a really like it's a, honestly a real good feeling. <laughs> it's so that good. one. I think it was that fight you had. You were going. You 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 had got on got the guys back, and then you might have fallen. I think you even said in the last podcast you'd fallen off his back, and then he was on top of you, and then you were able to knock him off from the ground, which is a really hard thing to do. And then that's when your your team grabbed you and called you, you know, the fucking Nick Diaz, or you know, you know, it was really <laughs> awesome. When you win a fight like that and it's all over, what's the first thing you're gonna eat? <laughs> um. I can't, what did I, I think I think I just I just had a drink after that one. In fact, no, I, I, I didn't have a drink after that one. I I drove, um, I set off home because it was in Leeds, and um, I went to McDonald's on my own. <laughs> and did you just like order the whole menu? Yeah. Now it's just like the the, the wheels are off now. Yeah, I I ordered like um, what did I order now? I, I I ordered like myself a meal and then a double cheeseburger as well with with that and then. Oh. And then um, apple pie and all sorts of stuff. It's weird assume, I would assume that that might kind of wreck your digestive system after <laughs> all the training and fasting and eating right beforehand, and then going with McDonald's. Yeah, it's it's not good, but it's because like you know, like the show's finished, like uh, like say one in the morning by end, by the time you leave there. So then there's nothing open, so you just end up swinging to to McDonald's or whatever over like maybe a Burger King. It just depends what you pass on way home, and then you just get that. But yeah, it's 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 no good. Like the when I'm fighting, I'd, I'd eat sensible, and then when I want fighting, I'm just eating everything in sight. Like no matter what it was, there was 
it's it it makes it a lot worse, obviously, because you put more weight on for for the next time you fight, and then you've got to do it like you've got to, you've got to go even harder into your diet as well. So for like, I mean, like we just finished the the NBA finals, just finished, and uh, the the Milwaukee Bucks just won the whole thing, and they, and the, and the, the the captain was talking about we got to do a good off season, and you know these sports, a lot of these guys do off season, but if you're a fighter, there is no off season. It's, your off season is between fights. So if you're a guy who wants to be competitive, you you want to keep going, you can't really kind of. You can't do McDonald's all the time. You got to like keep it a certain weight. Otherwise, it's just too, is it just too difficult to kind of get back down there? Yeah, most like most of the lads who want to fight now, they'll just have a week off, a week of just eating what they want, and then get back straight back onto it. But I don't have that sort of. Um, I'm not. I'm not that that disciplined. Like I would. I'd. I'd get to the end of the fight and eat what I wanted, and be like, right, week straight back into it. But then. Then, like two months later, I'm still not out of it. <laughs> Did you have you ever seen what I'm not? I'm not. Have you ever seen what The Rock eats on his cheat days? Holy shit, I have. I imagine Jesus, it's a that lot. dude can put away so much food. It but is. He's, 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 he's like juiced up to gills, though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it's he's it's a super vascular. What he eats. He's super vascular. It, my, I was actually talking to my wife about what vascularity is. is when the veins are popping out, she's like, she's like, your body is 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 trying to get blood back to your heart. So that dude is like, his veins are like on his veins are like my colon. It's gonna be just like filled with air. It's just like he his cheat days. I think he does one day a week where he cheats. He well, I mean, what do you remember him eating, Ben? I you know I don't really specifically remember anything, but it. It's like 30,000 calories or something like that. I just remember the quantity of food. There was one day where he was watching something on his cheat day, and he set aside two whole pizzas, a pile of cookies, things of milk and soda, and then there was another time where he had, like, this massive tray of sushi. Like, it was like a, two, a sushi for I, five. I saw that one. It's like, and then he's, and then, or like a giant plate of pancakes, and just like, I just can't believe anybody. Just imagine how big his shit is. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a dinosaur shit, isn't it? <laughs> I wonder how many bananas the rock eats. <laughs> That's all he eats, just bananas. That's why he's so jacked. <laughs> he eats all the bananas. <laughs> In fact, he oh. eats, eats the gorillas who've been eating bananas, and that's what he eats. <laughs> But that's not on his cheat days. That's whenever he's eating healthy. Yeah. yeah oh, my God. Well, that's a good segue into this next uh, uh, story I have. Russian traffic officer with a golden toilet was arrested after the police uncover a massive bribery scheme. Um, I figured the toilet that is money well spent. I'll just say that right now. <laughs> <laughs> a senior Russian traffic officer accused of leading a criminal gang has been arrested on suspicion of accepting bribes. Uh, police Colonel uh, Alexei uh, Savanov and six other committee uh, people were arrested by a, a Russian investigative committee in South something or other. Uh, officials released footage of the mansion. His the, the, this is the traffic officer's mansion. Lavish rooms, extravagant decoration, a billiards hall, and even a golden toilet. He's believed to have led a criminal gang, which issued permits to to grain cargo transporters in exchange for bribes. The permits allowed the transporters 
the invest the the permits allow the transporters to ignore regional laws when crossing the police checkpoints. The investigative committee of Russia, which is uh, roughly equivalent equivalent to the FBI, said the group received bribes worth of nineteen million rubles, which is one hundred eighty-seven thousand pounds. Among the gang members, seven thousand pounds. How does that buy you a mansion and a golden toilet, dude? I'm I mean, asking. I'm wondering the much. same thing. 180,000 pounds. 187,000 pounds is probably closer to like three hundred thousand dollars. Something no, like that. I, I maybe it's a little, like maybe two twenty-five. Something like that. Yeah, maybe so. I, I, I. When do you get to the point where it's just like I think we need to upgrade to a golden toilet? Right off the bat. I mean, first thing. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's what oh, you're going to go yeah. for first? No, I mean, I, I've been sitting here thinking about it. If I ever won the lottery, which I don't really play the lottery, but if I did, my goal was always first thing I was going to buy was a Peterbilt truck. And not because I want to be a trucker. I just think they're cool. But now it's a golden toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that, I think that's what like Saddam Hussein had. He had like, golden toilets. I don't understand the... What are you telling people who come into your bathroom if you have a golden toilet? It's Because what you're saying oh, I, is... I, I, I tell everybody, come on over here. Come, let me no, show you this no, golden but, toilet. Why do you have that? Because I, the, it's like turning it up to eleven. The un, but the unconscious is the unconscious is, is that you feel so your 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 importance has your importance. You are so important and you're so excellent. Even your 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 feces is it must be trained must be taken it's, care yeah, of in a certain it's, way. It's bathed in gold before it goes out into the world. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I just, it is, you know, th- there's all these movies where they say, you know, don't, you know, if you, if you, if you're a criminal, don't go crazy. The golden toilet might be the thing. Uh-oh. I bet the rock has a golden toilet. <laughs> I, no, no, he, he's got a black toilet. Donald Trump definitely has a golden toilet. <laughs> Donald Trump is definitely, oh, there's just no question he has a golden toilet. I just, I just don't. The rock is too classy for that. I think that the golden toilet wouldn't be very easy to clean. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I think. It, uh, I mean, are we talking like an actual toilet made out of gold, or just a gold-colored so. toilet? It's got to be plated, it's, on it? Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I, 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 I can't be I, that hard. I don't think to you could buy that. I don't think you could be buy that much gold for for a hundred for two hundred thousand dollars. And can you imagine all the fittings don't fit? Like all of a sudden, <laughs> it's the soft gold. You ruin the fittings, and you can't. It doesn't actually work. You know? I, st- I don't understand how they're talking about his mansion and gold toilet for, like we said, it's just not that much money. Yeah, it's a lot of, lot of money. If I had it, it would feel like a lot of money, but you can't buy a mansion. No, you won't be able to buy it. You won't even be able a decent out a decent house. Uh, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's you're not even a, a that duplex. much more than... Yeah. But you never know what it's like in Russia. I mean, he, you know, there are places, maybe he got something like pretty run down and he just kind of built it up with his buddies. So then, I bought then, then, I bought a rundown mansion. I put a golden toilet in it. That's the, it's not money well of, spent, really. Speaking of golden toilets, I've been wanting you to tell this story of the watch. All right, of the watch of the watch you got. This is an incredible story, and I would love to hear this story. Of it the didn't watch. stick it in his not, ass today, like I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I had this watch. <laughs> I carried I'm like, my I'm ass. Like, I'm like the crocodile on Peter Pan, <laughs> just ticking all over the place. All right, so the watch story. Uh, so this was right after, I guess it'd be 
a little over six years ago. It was right after Pinecone was born. We didn't have any money, had hospital bills, whatnot. And my mother gets a hold. Alex had just started back to school. And my mother gets a hold of me and is like, there's an estate sale in Clarendon. You ought to go. And for some reason, my dad was out here that day. And I had Pinecone, had him. We loaded up. We go over to this estate sale. And it's not really an estate sale. It's more like just a junk sale. So we look around. I, you know, I bought a post vice. I bought a double-ended crescent wrench, which is freaking awesome. Wow. Just a bunch of random shit. And this guy, he wasn't quite a hoarder, but he had a lot of stuff. Right. And so I bought a couple of big things that I just didn't have room for because we were in Alex's vehicle. And so we went back to the house and we got the pickup. Drove back, we loaded everything back up, and I was telling my dad that there were some old cast iron toys inside, but I didn't think they were, like, good original old cast iron toys. But he wanted to check them out, so we go in, and along one, he's checking those out, and along one wall, there's boxes of part, watch parts, and disassembled watches, just, apparently the guy was a watch repairman. And so I see one, and it's got the little crown on it. And I'm like, hmm, it's a Rolex. So, so I asked... R- r- just real, qu- real quick, are there are the boxes of individual... So, like, the boxes... Individual the watches, little... little okay. Like, each watch was disassembled in its own little clear box. Okay, okay, so it wasn't, like, a box full of no, watch No, 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 no. They were they were all individual, individually boxed. And so I asked the lady running the sale, I'm like, how much is this? She said, everything on that wall is $3. I'm like, sweet. I'll give you three bucks for this disassembled Rolex. So we get in the truck, and my dad's like, I can't believe you just spent $3 on that. (laughs) That is just silly. And I thought, well, you know, maybe it can be fixed for a couple hundred bucks, and then I got a couple hundred dollar Rolex. If nothing else, if it's not worth anything, I'll just throw it away. But maybe either I can fix it, get it fixed, or sell it for parts. And I go home, and I'm trying to research this, and I can't find anything on it. So I find a vintage Rolex for them, and I put it on there, tell them, you know, I just bought this. Is it worth anything? Can it be fixed? What do I do with it? Do I throw it away? And the first thing that happens is a guy sends me a message and says, I'll give you $5,000 for that. Oh, my God. I got a question real quick. Yeah. What what possessed you to pick that particular watch? Uh, It had the little, little crown, like the okay. little Rolex crown. And you know on the inside of one of those automatic watches, it's got that little weight that goes around, and that's what winds it. That's what I saw. And then I looked it over a little more, and the the face was there, and it it was all right, and it looked old, and I just thought this is this is just neat. Even if I don't do can't do anything with it, it's neat. I would never have been able to know that it was a Rolex. I would I have no I mean, idea. It, said, no, it says no Rolex. No once idea. I once oh, I was well, able to see go. the face, you oh, know, okay, it said okay. Rolex on it. So the guy offers you five grand. Five grand, and then the next message is a guy saying. Dude, I can't afford to buy that, but you really have something special here. I'll be happy to help you out. You know, just 
I know all the guys in this vintage Rolex world. Run it by me first. Just, you got something cool. Wow. And then offers kept coming. And they kept coming. And then later that night, and this this all happened within like a 12-hour period. Later that night, a guy offers me $20,000 for just the bezel, the part that rotates on the front. And so I finally doing some more research and it's this rare original Rolex GMT master with a Bakelite bezel that was apparently radioactive. What? Yeah. Oh, the glow in the dark. And so it's just, yeah, it's just this oddball Rolex and finally the next day my mother comes out you know we're all discussing we're kind of going nuts over this thing she's like we're going back over there to that estate sale (laughs) i'm like all right let's do it let's see if we can find another one so we go over there don't really find anything but while she's inside i get an email and the guy says call me and i call him and he tells me what he'll give me and he also said which is a pretty healthy amount, and he says, uh, I'll fly you out to California to bring it to me. Jesus. And so I did. Hmm. And I, can I, I took ask, it. Can I ask you? Can yeah. I ask you? I'm sorry. What is a bezel? So the bezel, you have the face, you know, that you look at, and on the outside right. of the face, like on those dive watches, you have that part that rotates on the outside. Oh, with the numbers. With the numbers that's okay. not the face, but. The outside piece. I I guess you can kind of set it as like a timer. Okay, I got you. Uh, So, yeah, I go out to California. We go to Orange County. My dad goes with me because he hadn't got anything else to do. Uh, (laughs) And that's the way we roll. And we go, we meet up with this guy, and he gets out of his Toyota FJ Cruiser, and he's this kind of shorter fella, and he's got mustard on his face. And that's just something I can't. I'll never forget. And I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. By the way, you've got some mustard on your face. And he just kind of laughs. And he never wipes it off throughout this whole thing. He never wipes it off. And that's all I can look at whenever I, all I can see when I look at him, other than some money, is you still got mustard on your face, dude. He he flew you. How fast when he when did he get by the tickets? How fast between getting? Uh, he bought the tickets. Saying, I bought the tickets that night, and I flew out the following day. And then he reimbursed me for the tickets. Wow, first class? No, hell no. All right, never flown first class. I'd like to sometime. Okay, so he's got the mustard on his face. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And then does he so, say, well, let's says, look at the watch? Or Yeah, so he looks at the watch. <laughs> like, he starts getting real picky about it. And he's the one of the things the guy uh, that was offered to help me out, he said, you know, this guy offered you this money, and that's a legit offer. Once he gets there, you get there, he's going to try to offer you less, stick to your guns, and he'll pay it. So he starts kind of hemming and hawing as he's looking over it, and he off says less. And I'm like, dude, I flew out here for this X amount. I will take X amount now. He says, okay. He says, do you might do you want some of it in cash? And I was like, no, because I don't want to have to fly with that. And he's like, all right, well, I need to make a deposit. 
So he just pulls out these two wads of cash. It's 14 grand in cash. And we go into the bank so he can deposit it and then uh, wire me the money. At any point, did you think that this is this is a scam? You know, I didn't. And I, that's part of the reason I wanted my dad there is if this dude tried to jack me for this watch, we're going to roll his ass. But then once I saw him and his mustard <laughs> on his face, yeah, I wasn't too stand concerned. Stand down, dad. Yeah. Stand down, dad. Go have a coffee. <laughs> yeah. But once I saw, saw him and the mustard on his face, I wasn't too concerned. Uh, and we also met at the bank, which is directly across the street from a police station. Yeah. Like we kind of planned that out a bit. Uh, but I, I don't know. I wasn't real worried about it. Like I said, there was that other guy and I guess they could have colluded on it to get right. He, the two of them could have been in cahoots to get me there with it and then tried to take it. But it just didn't feel like that. It's an incredible story because you'd think that the guy who sold it originally for $3 would have a little bit of information, have a little bit of information on what it was. I you would have, I would have thought that too. And like I said, initially it was, it was kind of hard to really find until you sort of knew more about it. It was kind of hard to find information on what it was. Uh, and then I had planned on, you know, just anonymously giving those fo- the people who sold it like you know a couple hundred bucks just slip it in their mailbox and say thanks but then it turns out they had bought this estate for basically nothing we're just selling it all off to to right. make money right right and it wasn't like it had. was their her her dad's place which is what i had originally thought it was so the the fact remains that there were this dude was he paid for all the parts all the parts. So if now, it had been put together, how now, much more would it have been? If everything is, if if I don't, it had taken. All right, I got to back up a little bit. I could have fixed the watch. I talked to some people about it. It'd probably cost like ten or fifteen grand to get it fixed because all the original parts would have had to have been hunted down, and it might have taken ten years to find all these parts. It'd have been a quarter million dollar watch. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. How is that toilet. possible? I could have had a gold toilet. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> do you do you do you do you do you it's a quarter of a, a million quarter dollars? of a million dollars if it's everything is perfect and this one did was fi- pretty dang good. Did you think it, it was there? Any, did you figure that? Did you find out about that after the deal was done, or uh, did you mull well, it over before? I kind of was mulling it over as this was going on because I I talked to that one guy who was helping me out and a couple. He put me in contact with some other people that you know, do that sort of thing and repair it, those watches. And I, I mean, I didn't have any money. We, we had hospital bills. We had a new baby, you know, I work on a ranch. I don't make just a whole lot of money to begin with what I got for it. I'm still thrilled to, I mean, I won the lottery on the, the thing. It's a hundred percent. It's uh, I'm happy with the way the whole thing went down. It's still a good investment, that isn't is... it? Of three dollars to get that much money, no matter how Hell much yeah. it is. Yeah. See, the whole thing, you know, you know, the funny thing is with with a lot of people, my my mother especially, she's very, 
she's very easily she's very gullible. Like I, I, I make a she gets she gets scanned by phone calls quite often. It's to the point now where we're like, Mom, you know, you're being more helpful to these con artists than you are me at this point. <laughs> so so I would just I would ultimately I would naturally just assume that this is impossible. I don't. I would never get this lucky. I would never get this lucky to find something like that. Yeah. I. You know, it's one of those things you read about stories like that, and you think one, it'll never happen to me, and two, it's never going to happen to anyone I know. And it, I would. I have one of those stories. It's, it's, it's so. That's incredible. And it's it, incre- it, how how long ago was that? Uh, six years. Dang. Do you know anything about the guy who bought it, or? Uh, I do know that he ended up repairing it with not original parts, and I guess I and then he sold it, and I assume he made a little bit of money, but it couldn't have been as much money Half. if it had he gone the full the full distance on it. Right, right, right. Have you ever had any one of the, any of those kinds of windfalls, Honor? Um, nothing like that, no. <laughs> 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 I can't even think. I can't. Th- oh, the only th- my sisters got me into eBay when I was when I was much younger, and I was started to sell comic books. And there was like a bidding war on a comic book I had, but it wasn't it wasn't anything more than like twenty five bucks. But at the same time, I thought I better. I wonder what else I have. But I mean, fourteen or whatever. How many? How many of grand it was? I mean, in the tens, it was. Just, I mean, that's just such an incredible story. It, it was a big. It was a pretty big deal, and it helped us out tremendously I mean being able to pay off her vehicle student loans that sort of thing just kind of got us debt free that's what you want in it perfect at least you didn't waste it I mean a lot of people especially nowadays would just waste it on other stuff and not think to pay (laughs) golden toilets (laughs) yeah we got all this credit card debt yeah but there's a golden toilet (laughs) now you can worry about your credit card debt on your golden toilet yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. You can yep. always realize that you could have been more. I could, yeah, I could have paid my debt off, but I am sitting on this golden toilet while I'm looking at Instagram. It's great. Uh, I found a story for Honor. Um, you recently did that amazing tomahawk made out of Legos. Ah, yeah. Um, I, I bet you didn't know that there's an international Lego mafia, and it was busted by the French police. Did you know that? <laughs> that international that's who I made the, Lego that's who I made mafia. The tomahawk for. <laughs> Oh, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> he made the, they must have lost their minds. The international Lego mafia was like, we need to get that. Oh, we need to get that. <laughs> um, black Mar- uh, So um, you'd think these colorful plastic bricks are just kids' toys, but they're actually worth a lot of money. Black markets usually provide these uh, those looking for illicit goods a relatively safe haven network, while they can offer those living under repressive regimes a chance to basicness. Okay, all right, but that's not all you can find in these shady marketplaces. You could also find an assortment of drugs, weapons, criminal services, and Lego. Wait, what? Uh, you read that right. French police authorities are building a case against an international criminal network dealing in stolen Lego. Last June. They caught three Polish citizens, two men and a woman, red-handed, stealing everyone's uh, favorite toy bricks from a toy store in the store. The trio confessed that they were part of an expert thief team specialized in stealing Lego. It turns out that there are groups uh, that are uh, they're practically Lego mafias. 
entire criminal operations centered around pilfering Lego blocks and selling them through other legal and illegal challenge, uh, channels. The criminals come from Spain. Uh, the, the criminals come from France, set up a hotel in the Paris region, uh, and set up raiding toy stores before returning to Poland to sell off their haul. Next, they'll probably tell us there's some sort of Lego godfather pulling the strings. Okay. Uh, but who on earth is buying these black market toys? Kids of actual mafia bosses are trying to learn the trade. Believe it or not, there's whole, a worldwide community of people who invest in or play with Lego blocks or both. Lego is quite a following with the adult fan community uh, because there's a huge market for Lego right now. Um, just lost my spot. Uh, the, uh, the market has only gotten bigger over the last year, confirms this Lego specialist. Uh, he says due to the COVID and the pandemic, investing in these pieces is new, but the niche market has reached new heights in the pandemic. People who are more at home because of health restrictions on uh, the game market has exploded. Lego don't come cheap either. These kits are pretty pricey from the beginning to begin with, but the Lego group's marketing policies can cause the price to skyrocket. Lego tends to have the products that are available for a couple of years at a time, and then they phase them out. So if you look for older sets, they're no longer in production, and they have a collector's value on top of their original value. They can go for thousands of dollars. Um, for, uh, for example, this uh, a Lego set that cost $150 when it was released in 2007. Since its disappearance from the store, it can go for as much as $2,500 in the original packaging. You know. <laughs> Can you believe it? Of course, it depends on the f- finding the right buyer. If someone has a nostalgia for it, or be, uh, because of its series, maybe the rest of uh, the uh, they'll have more missing parts, so the prices are a bit inflated. Uh, it's not about the complete sets, though. Even single Lego pieces can sell for outrageous prices. Individual Lego pieces actually have quite a market. There's a number of whole websites that are dedicated to selling nothing but individual pieces a la carte. However, the single piece market doesn't seem like it's uh, seems as much as illegal activities. Um, still, with a huge profit potential, it's no wonder they're looking. Lego has a very high dollar value item, especially given its relative size. <sighs> we see reports of Lego sets being stolen on a pretty large scale, fairly re- fairly regular basis. So I see. So I see every six months. Oh, this goddamn thing refreshed again. So there's a huge, uh, these are, um, they're targeting retail stores, which are easy pickings because a lot of people aren't, uh, there's not like, you know, there's not like a lot of security around. So there's a big Lego. What kind of money are you talking for an individual piece? They didn't say it. I was really hoping they would say that, but I mean, I can imagine. I mean, they said one set that used to go for $150 is over $2,500. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. 
I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. I like the idea. See, the Lego thing is so weird to me because... You know, when I was a kid, they didn't have all the little dudes and all that. The, they didn't have the like the piece. You the, just had the, a bucket it wasn't of like Lego a puzzle. Yeah, you had a bucket of Lego, and then now the prices are so high that it. I I had no idea that it was such a. Uh, it was such a huge collector's item. Wait, me and Emma went to a Lego shop uh, at weekend in Leeds, and there was an Adidas trainer Lego, like a set of trainers made out of Lego you could buy. Comes in a box. So stupid. I can't. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> he said Adidas. He meant to say Adidas. I mean, he said Ad- We call it Adidas. Uh, like the shoes. Or Adidas yeah, sneakers. The, the, yeah. The sh- uh, All right. I forget about the 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 language barrier in here. No, don't worry. We all we all figured it all <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, the sneakers. We, we made it happen. At there the was. End. I think they're called. We we used to call them like the shell toe ones. It looks like a shell on the front of your toe. Yeah. And All right, that's the Run DMC yeah, style. And, and Lego had had those for some reason in the Lego shop for sale. There was loads of them in window, and you could just go in and buy. I think it, I think it was eighty pounds for for them. Um, in fact, it must have been more than eighty pounds. It just looks so stupid. I wish I'd have got a picture of for for Lego tennis shoes. Yep. You, it you, is, it you is set stunning. them right beside your gold toilet. <laughs> Look at how much <laughs> money right. I have. In yeah. fact, I'm going to get gold Lego blocks and make a toilet out of that. <laughs> now, there's I'm, an idea. <laughs> that's the, you know what? That, I'm sure it exists. I'm sure I'm sure somebody's figuring out plumbing with Legos. <laughs> you have to you know, seal it or something. For some reason, I've gotten a lot of like mafia bosses stories, so maybe I'll keep going with the mafia bosses. And I know that, uh, uh, Honor, I don't know if you have this problem with your YouTube channel, but Mafia Boss busts himself with his Italian cooking channel on YouTube. Um, Busting yourself means something different in England. (laughs) What does it mean in England? (laughs) uh, Jacking off. You know, this is an English newspaper. I'm not watching. I'm not watching that guy's cooking show. (laughs) As soon as you said it, it makes it such a better. That makes it such a better, better headline. (laughs) Mafia boss jerks himself with an Italian cooking channel on YouTube. He busts himself. That made it so much better. Uh, everybody needs a hobby, no matter how inconsequential inconsequential it is. And any hobby becomes uh, infinitely more enjoyable when you can share it with like-minded people. But in this case, sharing your hobby turns out to be the worst possible decision. An Italian mafia boss's love for his native country's cooking has led to his arrest a couple weekends weeks ago. So far, uh, owner's definition of bust himself, like with your reading that story so far all i can think of is him jerking off and it just fits yeah it fits it perfectly <laughs> with what you're saying i was thinking that as you well know. it did it did fit perfectly <laughs> <laughs> um so and so such and such is suspected of being a big player in the calabrian crime syndicate italian authorities ordered the arrest in 2014 for allegedly cocaine trafficking in the netherlands uh, however, Bayart was arrested. Uh, he seems to have vanished. People have the police have no clue where he might be, but we know that he's actually in the town of uh, somewhere in the Dominican Republic. He's kept a low profile, uh, and the, the locals only know his first name. He he had he kept it up, he might have been able to avoid uh, avoid uh, the long arm of the law. But his interest in cooking turned into a harbinger of downfall. 
He was an uh, enthusiastic amateur cook who loves Italian cooking. He wanted to share his cuisine of this home country with the rest of the world. He decided to start his, a YouTube channel on the channel. Uh, he would share recipes and cooking techniques at the same time. He extolled the virtues of authentic Italian cuisine. Uh, doesn't seem very smart. Um, I guess he was not dumb, and he did take precautions about uh, hiding his face in all the videos. His, um, according to a lieutenant, uh, the cops never, uh, never stopped looking for him, and he might have evaded arrest in 2014, but the police had a hard time finding his trail for the past seven years. At some point, the police became aware of his wife's activity on YouTube. Apparently, everybody in their household was an avid Internet user. Um, they've, the, uh, they just, they, the, it led the cops to his YouTube channel. The police knew it was Briart, uh, uh, Pat, he, they knew that he worked in Italy, uh, ba, 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 ba. but since he tried to conceal his face, uh, how are they supposed to know? Well, they had forgotten one of his significant identifying factors, his tattoos. His uh, ink was plainly visible in the videos. Police, uh, and at the end of March, police arrested him. And they, uh, they, watched, they basically watched his videos, figured out where he was, and they arrested him for his YouTube channel. If you're on the run from the law, like rule number one isn't, you know, no pictures. <laughs> well, like I that's think first. That he... And then you got to go. And so he just completely disregards that with, I'm going to put videos of myself out there on the internet. Yeah. It was not very. But, well, you know, people's narcissism is uncontrolled. Yeah. I'm sure somebody said to him, like, don't do anything stupid. Okay, I'll just blur my face out. Well, then why do you need to be on this YouTube? I mean, yeah. and then you wonder, and then you wonder, what is he doing it for? To like how many view, how many subscribers he has? I mean, I just, it's, it's, there's a ton of that. I, you hear that shit all the time about these people doing these YouTube channels and then it like, f that people finding out things about them. It's like, it's like the, um, what was it? The woman, the woman who robbed, did she rob a bank or something? And then she went home and she lived it and then the police raided her. Like the quarter because she was really like, yeah she went on like she I'm sure she lived it or something like that and she was like yo I just robbed a bank oh that's that was, that was, that was an American accent <laughs> that, that was, was, it was spot on. <laughs> it was perfect. If, you, perfect if you talk like that for the, if you talk like that for the rest of the episode I have no problem with that at all none zero <laughs> none. all my all my American <laughs> followers are just believing me oh is that how he thinks we speak. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like the fact that you like kind of like you sp stopped your nose up a little bit yeah. too. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, we don't, we all can't breathe out of our nose when we talk. It's great. I just said yo, and then that that made it American. Like yo, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's you pretty much right. <laughs> Nothing I, is more just... American than the yo. <laughs> yo is yes. Yo used to be a New York thing, but then I don't know what happened, and then and then it took, went down to Philly, and then from from Rocky and Philly, then it went across the country. Um, yeah, I don't understand. I just don't understand how people think. I mean, if I was on the run, I would be happily on the run, and I would you would never see me again. I'd I'd, I'd be living in a tent, no cell phone, none of that. Just your golden toilet, and that's it. Just my golden toilet. <laughs> and your Legos. Don't forget your my, Adidas My Lego Legos. shoes that I, I carry around with me everywhere. I Every night, I take them apart, and I put them back together. My only form of entertainment. Sounds like bliss, though, really. <laughs> well, I have a sad story to tell. Is it about uh, your belly? Um, 
No, no. Actually, I've been waiting, of... waiting for an update. <laughs> well, I will give you an update because when you were telling the watch story, I I got to take some laxatives. So we shall see. There is no gurgling yet, but I did take. Uh, I had a two. I had a two o'clock deadline to take these five pills that I had dropped on the floor of the car, and I had to find. And then I, I took them all too. So we'll find out. So here's a story. A mom, a mom gets a note from her neighbor saying, "My kids don't want to see your ass out." So this, a mom had the shock when she found a handwritten note tucked under her car windscreen telling her to shut your blinds when you're walking around naked. Alex Taylor denied that she ever walked around naked with the windows visible, but she said she did lock the door and turn the lights off wearing a T-shirt over a pair of French knickers at 10.30 at night, the night before. She was stunned to find an anonymous note around 8.30 in, Clem- in Clemsford, Essex. And the note would read, Clemsford. it would be much... Chelmsford. Ap- <laughs> Chelmsford, what did I Clemsford. say? <laughs> <laughs> Is that where's, where's the Worcestershire? It, yeah, it's definitely... No, I don't know why I said... Yeah, I said I, I, yes, the answer is yes. And then the note, the note read, it would be much appreciated if you could at least shut your blinds when you're walking around naked around the house. My kids do not and would not want to see your ass out on show. Much appreciated, your neighbors. Hmm. I don't know. Have you, when I read have this you seen note, some other women in Essex? They're quite, I, I probably <laughs> won't be mad at a woman walking around in French knickers, if I'm honest. I, I'm going to assume that the kids well, is quote-unquote kids, and it means her husband, and she <laughs> caught him looking. Yeah. There is no way. The kids said, Mom, hell no. Tell that woman to put her clothes on. No. No way. Her husband was looking and he got caught by his wife. And that is what happened. Has to be. Definitely. The crazy stories when I was growing up, I grew up on the 18th floor of an apartment building in Midtown Manhattan. And we had views three, we had views south, north, and west. And I got a pair of binoculars. <laughs> And I was going bananas looking into apartments as a, as a young boy. I had nothing. I had nothing else to do. I had, my parents weren't home. I was listening to the radio and I was peeping, peeping Tom. because I'm like uh, what peeping a, Tom. That's the only reason you live there, <laughs> or at least it would well, be that's for what, me. I once I asked my mother or my father. For, I wanted to get a pair of binoculars, and my dad said. Why do you need binoculars? <laughs> and I said, so I can watch birds. And he's like, fucking watching birds. He's like, you're watching birds. They're only pigeons in New York. What birds are you watching in New York? And I ended up getting a pair. I don't know how I got a pair, but I just remember seeing her crazy, nothing terrible, but like I did see sex. I did see people busting themselves. <laughs> and I did see, I saw a number of women busting themselves. And then I saw a lot of nudity. And I never once asked my mom if she could write a note to, to the neighbor. I love it. I love people getting so upset about this stuff. I would never. I, I just could never complain about something like that. Hell no. You just you're not a man if you complain about stuff like that. I mean, even you're not even like male as a child if you complain about stuff like that. Uh, that's what um, I was thinking. What kind of kid's gonna gripe about that? Mm. It's she made it up. There's just no way. There's no way that the kids, you know, the kids. There's no kids. That, those, those, there's I think no that's a, that's another no modern kids. thing in it. People say the kids have said stuff like people would be like, "Oh, my two-year-old child said, oh my god, I really hate Donald Trump.'" 
But the, 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 oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. In England, yeah, an English two-year-old child said she doesn't want Donald Trump to be president. <laughs> My six-month-old baby said they wish that everybody could just be happy in world peace and end racism. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's so <sighs> smart for his age. I love him so much. He's I... so precious. <laughs> I will say, a number of years ago, my kid was in uh, a day camp. This is a number of years ago, maybe even five or six years ago. And one day she came home and I was talking about, oh, I got to go do this, I got to do that, or something like that. And she turns to me and she goes, well, it sucks to be you. She had never, <laughs> she had never used that expression before. And she was watching the Disney Channel. She was watching Wholesome Shit. I had never heard her use that. So I looked at her and I said, which counselor at your camp taught you that language? And she told me, and the next morning, I brought her to summer camp and I went up to the counselor. I said, do me a favor. Don't teach my kid expressions that I'm going to be upset at you about, like sucks to be you. Because she's going to say it to my mother or going to say it to someone who's actually going to care. And she's going to lose her and she's going to get in real trouble. But I remember saying, because the other thing is I heard him say it too, sucks to be you. Saying it to a child, sucks to be you. And I'll never forget saying, I, she said that to me and I know that you said it. And I just remember being like, I'm not going to tell him, I'm not, you're not in trouble, but I, you're going to knock it off with the sucks to be you. And I'll never forget being like, just the look on his face of horror where he had said something. He had heard my, he taught my kids something that I was really not happy about. I don't have to worry about other people teaching my kids bad words. They're learning them all. Unfortunately, they're learning them all from me. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, I will, the one parenting advice I've, has been so good that I've, that I would give is a let your kids curse. You get the best conversations out of your kids when they start to curse, as long as they understand the boundaries. Like, you know, it's like you can't say fuck off. You know, you can't tell your father to fuck off. But, you know, it's it has changed our relationship because she can express herself. Well, and that's Pinecone learned fucker from me the other day while we were working cows. (laughs) And, you know, I was laughing about it and I had to get on to him. And Alex and I discussed it later. You know, He's he's a little too young to understand that whenever we're working cows, he can say whatever he wants. He can cuss as much as he wants, but only when we're working cows. And he's just too young for that distinction at this point. Later, yeah. he'll he'll get that figured out. And it's kind of like, you know, you don't cuss in front of women. Take your hat off when you go inside. It's just those boundaries and manners that you have. But he'll get there. And I... I can tell he's excited for it. I think as well with, with like especially like nowadays, people are all like the they like oh you, you shouldn't swear in front of your kids, you shouldn't do that. But I, like we swear in front of our kids, and I think it's not like it doesn't make us bad parents, but I think it also makes them accustomed to the fact that there's there's bad words, and it it doesn't make it as like I remember being a kid and my mum like we didn't really swear in my house and. I'd say swear words because I'd think it was cool. Whereas if you grow up with it as normal, it's not going to be cool, and you're not going to try and do it, trying to sound cool and and make it something that it isn't. You know, just just make it a normal thing. At the end of the day, when we were first created, when we first started, these words, what we're saying now, we've made them up, and it, you know, it means nothing really. It's just a word. It's just fuck or shit. It's 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 nothing. It, it has a, a normal meaning to it when when you trace it back. Oh, I think I, you're I 100% right. 
I what I noticed in the beginning when we we I think it was a lot of it had to do with just her grades and stuff and she was having some problems in school a couple of years ago and we just said listen just express your well, I want you to express yourself and feel comfortable expressing yourself and in the beginning it was like fucking 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 and I said to her like listen you're going to you're going to lose the the value of some of these if you just use them all the time but as her life I mean she says funny she's fucking funny now and it's like she knows that you know using these these curse words like we were we were we were when we were driving i was saying something about this you know i was trying to get some gas and this woman in front of us wouldn't stop wouldn't she wouldn't move and 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 i was like somebody got to get that old bitch to move her ass and it was really funny and we all laughed and it was just really funny and we, obviously she knows not to curse in school and around other people but i mean it it it, it is one of those things that um completely has changed our relationship Plus, it is it, ah, swear, swearing's good for you. It makes everything better. And it's funny when kids I say think it. And so. it is funny. Yeah, it is. Oh, it really is. It is. It is the best. I, it, it is hard. I, to pull, be I pulled off the driveway one morning when I was taking Rico to school, and I was like, "Fucking moron!" Because someone was parked like a moron. And then we started driving, and and Rico was like, "I wanted to say something, then, Daddy." And I said, "What?" And he went, "Fucking moron." <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so good. That would have been so And then good. he was like, he is the winnie. <laughs> yeah. Well, that kind of brings us into a new, another story. Here's a guy who might have regretted uh, cursing. Man with fuck you tattoo on his forehead is facing burglary charges. <laughs> An Illinois man named Angel may want to invest in a wig with bangs to cover up the not-so-kind message on his forehead for his court date. Uh, he has the words "fuck you" inked on his forehead, uh, and found himself in court again on, on Monday to face burglary burglary charges. The 45 year old man appeared before the judge in in, in the Chicago suburb of Wheaton. Um, according to uh, he he appeared in police photos that date back to 2003, sporting the same tattoo on his forehead. Um, yeah. He went to. He's a. Uh, this guy's a bad dude. Uh, with no. He's got. A, he's a registered sex offender with no uh, listed address. Well, fuck but, him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there is. I don't know. I mean, I just don't know. I mean, it isn't even like the font isn't good. It isn't even a good tattoo. Like if you're gonna get fuck you on your forehead. No. Anybody you know, who has fuck it, you on their tattooed on their forehead. Is not going to like, you know, the high end tattoo parlor to get that thing done. There it is. Can you see this guy? Nope. Oh, it's br- <laughs> yeah, really lovely. I mean, the case. It's a fine I mean, specimen. Even, this is like this is this is just a garbage human being. I mean, this is like, you know, I mean, he. I what, don't get it. What gave you your first clue that he was a piece of garbage? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, see, I think that if I were to lay out "fuck you" on my forehead, I would actually have to measure my hairline because it's not centered on his forehead; it's too close to his eyebrows. So here, look, I'll put it on again. It's very like it's not centered in between his eyes, and then it's his high, his forehead is so high. That it's like another eyebrow almost. It's like five heads. It's just. (laughs) It's like a twenty. I mean, it's like nothing about it. There is. It's as if he went to say, "I just want you to write fuck you on my forehead." How do you want it to look? I don't care. It definitely looks like his mate wrote it. Just 
I wanted to say fuck oh, you. Mean, uh, just fuck me I up. I mean, it is. I mean, can you uh, just imagine? I mean, can you imagine? There's, that, there's actually a guy who lives I'm... in Scarborough. He's had it covered over now, but he's got cunt. He had cunt on his forehead. <laughs> just in, like, basic oh, stick my... writing. He's, he's now got, like, a big black square on his forehead. <laughs> See, the, <laughs> That's what these called. are people who have not made good life decisions. Yeah, he's, he's, he's one of the... I the... mean, you're already going down a d- bad road when you get any word tattooed on your forehead. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, I'm... Maybe I'm wrong. Like, maybe... Peace and love is all right. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I don't know. I knew a. I knew a guy, who he was not a friend of mine. He was somebody I worked with. You know, whatever. He was disturbed, and somebody dared him to get a Mike Tyson style face tattoo, and they said to him, "I bet your wife would be mad. I bet your wife wouldn't let you get this <laughs> tattoo." And he said, fuck you, I'm going to get it. He got the the exact Mike Tyson tattoo on his face. So it's that, like, tribal C around his eye. He came in. His wife was just like, I don't know what to do. My fucking husband just got a tattoo on his head. And then he came in one day, and we were, like, looking at him like he's out of his mind. And then he decided to get the same one on the other side because he thought it would look better. <laughs> and now he has two Mike Tyson tattoos on both sides of his head. And it was all because this guy at work dared him to do it. And he did. Uh, the only per- you know, the only person who can get that is Mike Tyson because no one will tell him that he looks stupid. <laughs> He actually looks pretty. I mean, that that was. Do you remember when he got yeah. that tattoo? Do you think it looks? That was shocking. <laughs> uh, you got to really think pretty long and hard <laughs> about what you're telling the entire world for the rest of your life when you get something tattooed on your face. That's the first thing everybody is going to see for the rest of your life is that tattoo on your face. Fuck you. Forehead's tough. Cunt? The Mike Tyson deal? <laughs> On a dare? <laughs> These are not wise people. Uh, to be honest, I'm no. sure the cunt thing is that was a dare as well. <laughs> I I I find it all very shocking. And it's like when I was a kid, I wanted tattoos when I was a kid. And my it was it wasn't when it was I mean, you'd see like you know, you'd watch music videos and you'd see like the, you know, heavy metal or not heavy metal guys. You'd see like, you know, like Poison and the guys from like Guns N' Roses had tattoos. Tommy and Lee. You were all of a sudden, yeah, Tommy Lee had tattoos and all these guys. When I, you know, in the 80s and I was just like, I want some tattoos. And then when I started getting tattoos, I really got into it. But then I also had kind of like my own personal line. My father was beyond furious with me. He took pictures. He wanted to, I didn't tell him for, I got it when I was 18. And I, he didn't, he found out about it. He actually found out about it twice. He found out the first one, and then he says, take your shirt off when I saw him. And he says, he took a picture of me. And I said, why are you taking a picture of me? And he goes, because I want to show your future kids what an asshole you look like. (laughs) That was exactly what he said. (laughs) And then I ended up getting more tattoos, and I just decided I don't need to go through this again. So for years, I would just wear long sleeve shirts around him. It's like he's, you know, so much older than me. There's no point. I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not gonna. I mean, we're not gonna have a meeting of the minds here. And it's just like, what's the? Why don't I just like bury them? And I remember when I had my appendix out, 
And he was coming to visit me. He was really nervous. I was in the hospital. And he's just like, I'm coming to see you. I'm like, Dad, no, don't, don't come to see me. It's okay. He's, I said, it's just my appendix. He's like, no, no, no. You've never been in the hospital before. I'm coming down. He came down. And I said, before he came down, he was like crying on the phone. I'm like, Dad, it's my fucking appendix. I'm going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And I said, all right, well, Dad, just to let you know, before you come down here, I, I, you know, I got tattoos on my arms. So he's like, what? And he came down. And he was furious. But then weeks later, he said to me, I've been doing a lot of research on the tattoos. And he was a painter. He says, I understand why you got the tattoos. What I don't understand is why they're so second rate. <laughs> Ooh. Fucking, that was worse Ooh. than all of it. Why are they so second rate? Is like, <laughs> oh my God. That was like, that was the hardest thing he'd ever said about it. That was like, he hit me. Right between the ribs. That was the perfect way to make me feel bad about oh, it. Oh, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, right he upped his game oh. that and he was like, How do I how do I Dude? I'm not I understand why you got him. I just don't understand why they're so second rate. I'll never forget that. That was a fucking brutal one. I got my first tattoo and I was like seventeen, living at home, wore a shirt all summer. Finally I was like, I, I'm tired of wearing a shirt all the time. So I got my dad lined up clear across the house. I'm standing by the front door. I drove a Ford Bronco back then, so I had it outside running. I was ready to, ready to make my escape. And I told him, and it, he pretty much just was disappointed in me, but didn't come at me with a baseball bat or anything like I expected. Ugh. <laughs> oh. My, I just got psychological abuse. Did you ever have any problems, Honor? Did anyone in your family ever give you any problems? Um, well, my dad was hide-and-seek champion and still is, so I definitely didn't have a problem <laughs> from him. But um, yeah, my mum's well, sort of... I've never, never heard that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, yeah, and my mum's my um, sort of a modern mother, so she's... She, in fact, she, she was the one who took me to get my first title. She got it on my 18th birthday. What was um, it? It was like some really horrible tribal that's now been covered up. Oh, how great are tribals? <laughs> how great are that? That whole tribal like trend, how great is it oh, seeing s- it? like Some sweet barbed wire around the bicep. <laughs> in fact, oh, my God. I got to tell you, it's the em- best. Emma hates doing tribal. Like, in fact, she won't do it. She had someone uh, message her the other day, and he was like, oh, I want tribal all down my arm, and she, was just, she just straight up just wrote, no. <laughs> It's such big biz still. It's Is like, it really? I, like, when I go, to, oh my god, people. I don't know. I think the mentality of the tribal thing is is that people, maybe they identify with some sort of indigenous people, but it's usually like the whitest people of all time. Like, in you know, really living in this like, you know, very upscale environment. Maybe you're like a jock or maybe you're something. And then you get the, I, I, I think that there's this special mentality of like, not only am I special, but I identify with this particular tribe. And I just, I love, I love well, it. And I love it. And it's it. not I love like any tattoos. of it is actually tribal. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah. not like I, like the stuff like the rocks got the. Is it the Maori stuff that looks all right? Yeah, the Maori stuff where they got their face tattoos. I'm okay with that. Yeah, That's just, that is the tribal sort of cultural... like a westernized, yeah. <laughs> a westernized version of it. Like, how scummy are you? Oh, I've got some tribal. <laughs> yep. Do you drink Stella? <laughs> yep. We're my kid. Yep. Here's your D bag card. Like... <laughs> 
I like the dudes who are like going to like Texas A&M wearing like Crocs and a visor, and they have like that bicep tattoo. I, that is my favorite. I love, I love it when I see tribal tattoos because it's also a timestamp too. Because it was a very specific time. I know my friend Pat who has his tattoo parlor. I get all my stuff from him. He says, "Thank God for tribal tattoos because that those fuckers paid for a lot of stuff. They <laughs> I, I've for got a tribalish tattoo on my back. It was the first one." It, how low on your back was it? On my shoulder. No trim stack here. <laughs> I know a guy. Oh, I shouldn't tell this story. I should tell this story. Yes. I know a guy whose name is a Norse god that everyone Thor? knows. Yes. <laughs> he yes. May, he may or may not have a lightning bolt that ends at the top of his ass crack. What the f- That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> it was like, it was shocking, <laughs> to say the least. It was shocking, to say the least. And it was, I, I mean, there was, and he was just a very regular, you know, regular looking guy, nothing special. He wasn't like a muscle guy. He wasn't like a very, if you met him, you'd just say he's a nice, regular guy. Didn't have a lot of tattoos, but he had this, it was like the Shazam like <laughs> flash. It was like huge. It wasn't even small. It was monstrous. It was like this whole back, this black lightning bolt. Oh, you made it like, sound initially like it was just a little tramp stamp of oh, a lightning no. bolt. Oh, Not no. his whole back. They this, just ended this there. This thing was like huge. It like a fucking it Pokemon. Was huge. Like Pikachu. Like a fucking Pokemon. That's right. A hundred percent like a Pokemon. <laughs> I fucking love it. I was just like, whoa, you like your name a lot. <sighs> if I did you guys go ahead. Well wouldn't it wouldn't uh uh the hammer be better than the light what's the, what's the lightning bolt represent with Thor? I don't know. Is it gonna thunder that lightning? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So it's the fart. It's the lightning and then he farts I and know. he's Thor. It was it was uh, it was it was shocking to say the least. It was shocking to say the least. But it was like I I think I love tattoos. I mean for me tattoos are have always been like a moment in your time. Like everyone is like a you know this kind of milestone in your life, and and I just like I I I I, lo- I don't love getting them anymore. I'm sure Honor, you don't love getting no. them anymore, but I mean I hate sitting in a chair now, especially considering now, um, I hate sitting in a chair now because the place I go to, I'm always the old guy there. <laughs> And it annoys the shit out of me. And my friend who owns it is a little older than me, but like all his guys are all younger than me. And um, it's like, I, it just drives me totally crazy. But at the same time, one of the things I always do is I always get lined up for, if I do go into, I get lined up for, for get a tattoo. I always get lined up. There's other people in the shop and it's always somebody getting their first tattoo. And I've been told, I don't know about you, Honor, but it, but I've been told that when somebody asks you if it hurts, you know, does it really hurt? I've gotten that a few times where like, does it really hurt? Does it really hurt? And I always say, it's the worst pain you're ever going to feel in your life. Like, I can't. And then they get real, because they're usually very nervous anyway. I'm like, I... I'm compelled. I hate doing it. It's the worst. It's worse than they say. Like, I feel like, I feel a part, it's important to kind of haze people about that. I think it makes it easier, though, because you, I remember my first tattoo and everyone was telling me how bad it was going to work, and I was, I was scared, and then when, when he started, I was like, oh, is that, is that it? All right. 
I almost passed out. I, my first one I passed out, it was, it was in the middle. I'll tell you, my first tattoo was in Ohio to a guy by that had a shop called Tattoo by Ernie. He had a Rottweiler and a parrot that said cocksucker. And I went in. <laughs> it was my 18th birthday. My friends came in. It was July. It was January. It was snowing like really hard. I was afraid my dad was going to kill me anyway. And I went in there, and I was real nervous. My friends were, you know, were hanging out. And then all of a sudden, the light was very hot, and I was real nervous. And then the tattoo artist said, go get that Coca-Cola and go to the bathroom and clean yourself up. I, he could tell that I was starting to pass out. He could feel it under his gloves, like I was starting to get really. So I drank the Coke, and I gonna wash, put water on my face. He was really irritated, and then I finished finished it. But I, but he, that happens a lot. People that he, I almost did pass out. He, and I said, "How did you know I was gonna pass out?" He's just like, "I didn't want to pick your ass up off the floor." So that's why I stopped, and I'll never forget. I'll never forget tattooed uh, by Ernie. You know, it depends on where you get it done. Like a shoulder doesn't really hurt. The ribs I got done the other day Oof. was mild, was really uncomfortable. Ugh. And there was one, sp- like on my ribs, on the side. Oh, I hear that. Yeah, because you sat uncomfortable and it hurts like fuck anyway. <laughs> yeah, and then like he just kept hitting this one spot, and every time he came around to it, it just lit me up. Oh, dude, I can only imagine the ribs would be bad. Uh, but yeah, I had a, I had a guy who was a famous guy in San Francisco and he was around here to visit and he gave me a tattoo on the back of my arm and he was leaning into it. Some guys have a really light touch and some guys are old school and they just lean into it. It was the most excru- it was in the back of my arm. It was the most excruciating pain because he was leaning into it. You know, anytime somebody's talking about a tattoo and I know I'm not the only one doing that, they're like, "Oh, the back of the arm." Everybody else has got to pinch the back of their arm to kind of see how bad it would feel and how tender it is. And back of the arm, pretty damn tender. Yeah. It is super tender. Now we're going to be in lightning round. I'm going to read off some, see if you guys want me to read them off, and then uh, we'll see how it goes. You say go. Uh, Alabama fugitive allegedly gave his pet squirrel, who he named D's Nuts, meth to make him an attack squirrel. (laughs) Nah. There's an option. Uh, this human cheese is made from celebrity armpit bacteria. Yep. Okay, yeah, now you're you're my guy. You're my guy, Ben. You're, I like how you do. Um, we have comp- uh, comp- we have a complicated relationship with cheese. We love to put it on everything: chips, chicken, eggs, even. Uh, but we can't stomach the unusual process that goes into it. Um, the cheese that is explored in the new human cheese exhibit in London. In this exhibit, bacteria samples from five British celebrities have been collected and made into various types of cheese. The cheesy display is part of a larger exhibit called Food, Bigger Than the Plate, that is uh, being held at London's Victorian Albert Museum. The museum's goal is to reframe the conversation around microbes, which have been dominated by narratives that uh, they suggest are no good for humans. In fact, recent studies about microbes have found that tiny organisms are actually essential to this existence. Um, is Chef Gordon Ramsay one of the celebrities? <laughs> uh, we'll read. It, it okay, fit right the process, in. the price, the process to make the celebrity cheeses, though slightly off-putting, is simple. Scientists, cheesemakers, collect bacteria from the celebrities' body, bodily crannies, like the armpit, nose, ears, and belly buttons. And the bacteria is grown in petri dishes until their suitable strains can be harvested and added to the milk to make the cheese. 
because the cheese is normally used to make cheese, uh, because the bacteria is normally used to make cheese, uh, similar to the bacteria that's found on the human body, uh, hence why some feet smell like cheese. Mm. The human cheese making process isn't all that different from typical cheese making, blah, 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 blah. It's not gross, it's art, wrote uh, Great British Baking Show runner-up Rudy Tando, who submitted a swab of bacteria from her face to be cultivated into stilted cheese. Fucking hell. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So So, so would you eat the cheese? No, fuck no. You want to know who got... uh, You want to know who... Here's... Besides Tando... Uh, other celebrities involved in this artistic bio project are Suggs, frontman for the ska band Madness, celebrity chef Heston Blumenthal, Heston Blumenthal, uh, and Blur bassist Alex James. Um, now, armpit. Owner, yeah. do you know these people? I, I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've heard of them. Yes, Suggs is like not a celebrity anymore, but obviously he's trying to clutch at that, and then same as the the Blur. Or whatever band guy, but Heston Blumenfalls, he's quite a celebrity chef, but he always does weird shit anyway. So I quite expect it from him. I mean, you just—I mean, I—I don't—I was I expecting, know. you know, I, who's that soccer player? Ronaldo? No, the British guy, David Beckham. Uh... David Beckham. I was expecting him or his hot wife or Gordon Ramsay or maybe the Queen. Those are celebrities. Yeah, not these yeah. are just so, these are just people who are like clutching at trying to remain famous somehow. I feel like Victoria yeah. Beckham's bacteria would probably make a nice Gruyere. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Fuck you know, inner thigh bacteria. <laughs> oh God. Oh, God. Oh. All right. Well, I don't think there's any much more to do with that one. But uh, I'm going to read off a couple more, and then you see if you like it. Portland man faces felony charges for detonating dog poop-filled toolbox bomb in friend's face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I kind of, I don't know. That, that, you skim it? I feel, yeah, just skim it. I feel like that you've right, already said it. it all. <laughs> I mean... Uh, not only was the perp arraigned for the toolbox bomb, but a quick investigation of his home re- revealed that a sawed-off shotgun and an undisclosed amount of meth, when a friend repeatedly fails to return... Um... Does it say where this okay. guy is? Yeah, Oregon. Oh, I was, I was thinking Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. The resourceful poop bomber now faces felony charges for collecting feces from his own dog as well as the piles he found from the neighborhood dogs in his courtyard, uh, rigging a simple plastic tool, <laughs> rigging a simple toolbox stuffed with the requisite ingredients to blow up upon opening. Stout admitted that he had done this and claimed uh, his former friend used to watch YouTube videos of people pulling pranks. and It was merely a fun example of that. While no one was hurt, Stout's explanation could be true, but was not negligible. It was uh, this was no negligible explosion, according to the affidavit. It exploded with such force that it sounded like an M80 going off, and the dog scat was blown out oh, of the toolbox. Oh, and this is a normal. This is another older guy who thought it was being funny. Law enforcement got first whiff of this feces-filled feud after Stout's former friend called them on April 16th to report that someone had left a toolbox in the back of, a, of his Camaro. Naturally, he opened it and immediately was covered in stool. 
You know, you I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shit is bad as it is, bro. Exploding shit is. Uh, is yeah, I, I kind of like it. <laughs> I mean, it's better than the pranks what they do pull on there, like put a glitter bomb. Oh god, you've blown up. If yeah. you're gonna go, you might as well go covered in fucking dog shit and human shit and whatever else. <laughs> that is definitely the end of the end. I mean, you can't go much farther without killing someone. I mean, it's like, well, what's worse than that? Okay, airplane stunt for gender reveal party kills two. God, uh, the gender least, reveals are just out of hand. It's fucking stupid as fuck. It's so, just it's, stupid. Oh, it's like what, why does it, why do people have to know your reaction to whether or not what kind of kid you have? Well, and why do they have to just go so ape shit with it? Where wasn't it California that big fire was started with a gender reveal? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's stupid as fuck. Just have it, it makes no sense. It's, it's, what happened to like cutting a cake? It's not. Na- it's narcissism, isn't it? Everyone wants to be. Everyone wants to big it up. You know. Oh, let's see what my kid is. No one gives a fuck what your kid is, man. Fuck off. <laughs> but it's <laughs> but it's the it's 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 people seeing the parents reaction and then they're part of the surprise as well you know that's what the part is is it's obnoxious because it's like oh, i'm gonna have a boy i'm gonna have a girl okay congratulations uh, we didn't find you out know? on either one because there are so few surprises left in life that we <clears throat> wanted to find out the day of and it was that is a strong move a surprise both times that's a big surprise wow, isn't that... it like a baby flying out of here and then boom it's a boy or boom it's a girl that's it that beats any other surprise yeah that is that is almost unheard of nowadays it'll get back around uh, to it you know i th- i kind of think it's coming back around yeah. i think people I realize think how stupid be. the baby re- gender reveals are the gender reveals are, they've got I'm surprised stop. half of these fucking I mean, morons, like, like, who do shit like this, I'm surprised they even worked out how to make a fucking child. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, the the extent, the extent that people go, like, hiring airplanes and, like, I mean, it's just like, it's such a nonsensical thing. It just makes no sense at all. And it's just like, the, the fact that there's so many accidents happening, happening from them. It just seems crazy. It's crazy. I don't know. I you know what? I I we I found out but it was like a lot of it was because you know, we wanted to, you know, people wanted to know what we needed, you know, and, and we, you know, just, I don't know why we found out. We just found out. No, I mean, I, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with finding out in in my opinion. It's just that's not what we wanted to do. And it did right. cause some issues of what do you what it, People are wanting to get us stuff, and it's, well, get us something gender neutral. <laughs> we're, ha- you know, we're yeah. having a potato right now. That, that, that's the only reason <laughs> we found out, to be honest. Like, the first one we found out, like, we went in it, we had a scan, it was a nightmare because we couldn't see his pecker, probably because it was so small on the video. <laughs> and then the second one, Emma didn't want to find out, but I was like, look, people are going to want to buy stuff. We need to buy stuff, so we're going to find out. But I, I, I'm just like, the the best gender reveal for me is I found out what it was and all along I was telling them it was gonna be boys, so I was like, Boom in your face, bitch <laughs> <laughs> So there's your gender reveal. 
Now, it would have been, had Pinecone been born a boy, she would have been Benjamin Paulsner the fourth, and we would have had the same birthday, which would have been very confusing, I think, at times. <laughs> I think it would have been great. Uh, same name, same birthday, I think, would be, could be, cause issues. Well, you right. could get a younger well, passport, though, so. This is true. This is true. Yes, I'm, <laughs> That's right. I'm four years That's old. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. We're gonna zip through these. See what you tell me when to stop. Researchers find cocaine in every single shrimp tested in England's waterways. Uh, latest internet fad has people eating rotten meat to get high. Mother sends deep fake nudes to get daughters' cheerleading rivals kicked off the team. Anyone? I'm gonna read some more, and then I'll read some I'm more. I'm more curious say, about the shrimp, cocaine shrimp. Dude, all this, all the stories I ever get come from uh, the UK. In addition to cocaine, researchers have found ketamine, Xanax, Valium, as well as banned pesticides and other harmful consumer products. Just to let you know, I'm starting to get some gurgling. I'm starting to notice as I read these and as I laugh, I'm starting to feel... A degree of pressure, but I'm not nervous. But at the same time, just to let you know, Ben, I know you were interested. <laughs> uh, when two British universities embarked on a study to analyze the presence of uh, micropollutants in aquatic life, they found something surely that they didn't expect. Researchers from King's College London and the University of Suffolk found uh, illicit drugs like ketamine, cocaine, and in the, inhab- in the inhabitants of the Brit- Britain's waterways. Through study focus did include uh, both illicit drugs and medicines in a quest to access how consumer products are negatively affecting rivers, fresh water, and natural environments. Finding such drugs is still a shock. Uh, such regular occurrences of illicit drugs in wildlife is surprising, says Dr. Barron of King's College. We might expect to see some in, in, in urban areas such as London, but not in smaller, more rural catchments. I feel like people over there are doing their drugs wrong if they're all ending up in the river. <laughs> well, you know what? That, that I have another story about uh, that actually isn't too far from this where... Uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, I'm going through these ridiculous stories looking for the looking for another ridiculous story. It's so embarrassing. Um, I'd love to see y'all third history. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Aspen's dogs are getting stoned as fuck from eating human feces laced with <laughs> THC. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> I guess people, stone people, are just shitting all over the ground. <laughs> I mean, do, uh, ten high dogs come. In, ten high dogs come in per week. However, isn't from the dogs eating a stash at home, but rather indulging in trailside snacks. With the legalization of marijuana steadily sweeping the United States, mistakes at home are bound to happen. A toddler, a toddler or a pet might grab a handful of edibles and mistake them for uh, living on the living room table, utterly unprepared for the effects. In this case, in Aspen, the dogs have been scra- uh, snatching edibles off the counter and replacing that have been replaced with human feces laid with marijuana. What the fuck? I didn't think I read that right. Uh, in case of Aspen... Colorado's dogs, however, snatching edibles on the counter has been... Oh, they've been replaced by eating human feces laced with marijuana. You're reading that correctly. Aspen's Roaring Fork Valley finds weed-laced stools out on hiking trails or in camping sites that are imbibing... Camping sites uh, and are imbibing. 
Weirder still, it isn't an anomaly. The veterinarian says uh, he seeks between 3 and 10 dogs experiencing marijuana toxicity per week. This theory is that the dogs eat human feces containing so much THC that the psychoactive ingredients is effective a second time around. 70 to 80% of the people say they have no idea why their dogs got it, but they were uh, they were out on the trail or camping, and I can't believe the owners were lying. These fucking hippies need to bury their shit. That's just bad manners. <laughs> um, yeah, it is weird. It is weird. I mean, unless people are just using that as the that's the common excuse they must have eaten some dog shit or some human shit um yeah so i guess if you're people there's a lot of bad stuff all these animals are getting fucked up by humanity is what they're doing inside that's why they're not attacking us then they're all fucking stoned to death (laughs) good callback (laughs) that is the reason why we're god damn it Honor, that is the best reason why animals are not attacking humans, because we're dosing them with our feces <laughs> and our drugs. God, you were 100% right. Um, uh, where are we? Here's the uh, latest internet fad, people eating rotten meat to get high. Uh, Spanish drug smugglers build a submarine out of plywood. I reckon Tony would uh, eat some rotten meat to get high. Yeah, he definitely would. If, it, if we just said to him, like, it, it'll help you lose weight, he'll be straight on that. <laughs> Men with bigger noses have bigger penises, That's says a science. lie. I've got a big uh... nose and I've got a tiny penis. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was true. <laughs> you said that with such conviction. <laughs> That's a lie. How dare you, sir? You've been lying. This is I'm an anomaly. Well, that's been thoroughly disproven. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh OnlyFans star uses sandpaper to shave her legs on TikTok. TikTok. Why is that news? It's not really news. Um I mean it's just like it's stupid. But like I guess the, the news is, is that this person got a lot of likes. Uh let me just read it quick. Uh, OnlyFans star from Texas is getting a lot of attention on TikTok for displaying the unusual habit of shaving your legs. The 49-year-old mother and nurse who goes by the OnlyFans name Jules drew 1.3 million views on TikTok um, when she got used 600-grit sandpaper on her shin. I did it, it works. Reckon it's Rhino Wits? I was going to give a, a plug to Rhino when it's all done, but uh, I was, uh, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I, I, the f- interesting thing is, is I don't think most civilians know that there's there's sandpaper besides fine, medium, and coarse. Like, I would think that how would you know to get 600 grit? I was learning about the business, and she was talking about shaving her legs with sandpaper, and I used 600 grit sandpaper on her legs. My God, my skin is so soft, it's awesome. I haven't used a razor blade uh, not one time. I just used 600 grit sandpaper. I'm sure it... Only fans welcome. I I feel like for some reason, I don't know if I'm wrong, but I feel like this is like people used to years ago use sand on the hair to reduce, to to break it down and remove it as like a hair remover. I I might be wrong. Like I feel like it's Egyptians or something like that. I would have. I I can't I can't believe that it would take your hair off without like ripping your skin. That's kind of I I feel like she, this is a case of necessity being the mother of invention. She had a date or something and had like a razor was out of razors and what do I no, what else do I have around the house? She said she saw. I think she said she saw it 
and then she gave it a try, and then she did it on fucking TikTok, and then it was like, I think the story is really like, people gave a shit. I know why I'm doing tomorrow then. <laughs> and if you go to if you go to Indasi USA and uh, Texas Ferrier Supply and put in promo code Knife Talk Ten, you'll get ten percent off all your shaving uh, leg hair uh, erasing sandpaper. Get the six hundred grid. I hear that works. What's well this girl's legs. name? Ah, uh, I lost it. You want me to find it for you? Uh, yeah, I want to see what it, it is. You want to see? Are you her 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 TikTok name is Jules Forty Nine. Jules with of. a Z? No, Jules J U L E S forty nine of O F. So, I mean, and then uh, I'm going to go with the last story that I. Ha- this is the last story, just because it just I couldn't it couldn't not be the last story, and that story is man bitten by python while using the toilet. Gold toilet. A snake. <laughs> I don't know if it was a gold toilet. He had a gold-ass <laughs> snake in there, too. The snake, a constrictor native native to Asia, is thought to have entered the toilet at the man's home in Austria via the, the, via the drains. A 65-year-old man had le- was left with minor injuries while a reticulated python bit him while he was sitting on the toilet. He was said to have felt a pinch in the area of his genitals before noticing a five-foot... 1.6 meter snake beneath him in the toilet bowl at his home in Austria. The python, a constrictor native to Asia, which can grow the length of 30 feet, is thought to have found its way into the toilet via the network of drains. Shortly after he sat on the toilet, uh, he felt a pinch in the area of his genitals. The victim needed treatment in the hospital for minor injuries. The snake's suspected route is uh, into the toilet couldn't be confirmed. It was thought to have escaped from a neighbor's apartment. Do you know what I think happened here? Because that sounds like not very plausible. I feel like he tried to put his dick in a snake's mouth. (laughs) I feel like he was trying to get rid of his damn pet snake that he didn't want anymore. (laughs) Tried to flush it and it came back. You can't believe that the snake was in the toilet and it went right for his nuts. I just feel like how how could it... there's a lot of water in, in toilets, and there's a lot of ways. I, I feel like it won't happen. I don't know. I feel like it's more plausible that I've a human of... would try and get a snake to fuck it. <laughs> I can think of very few things that would ruin a relaxing poop quicker than a snake coming out of the toilet and biting your dick. Yeah, now every time I and have a shit, sewage. I'm going to be looking at the fucking down the toilet. Hell yeah, you are. And a sewage-covered one, too. He didn't come out clean. I mean, this is like a filthy snake is coming out of that sewage water and then going straight for your ball bag. Well, you know. There you go. Well, it reminds me and of a story where they went th- were using genitals as fishing bait. That's right. <laughs> Last episode of the podcast, there was... That's right. We actually, you're right. We did do. A, there was a lot more genital talk in the last episode, so I figured we'd uh, we'd cover it on this one. Well, guys, I think we've done it all. What do you think? Done it all times two. It's been fun. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. I cannot thank you enough, Ben Snoor. You know him. You know him. Honor Caglar, aka Dies in Every Film on on Instagram and YouTube. Ben's on Instagram. Ben Snoor. Go give them a follow. Also, uh, Honor is on the Toby Knife and Steel podcast. 
right? Is it, called, is it still, still called the Toby Fire and Steel? Podcast? It'll soon be just called Honors Podcast, though. That's <laughs> a lot better name. That's a <laughs> lot better I'm name. I'm telling you, Toby's got to change that name. He's got to change that name. I mean, come on, man. Toby Knife and Fire. Steel. No, <laughs> Knife and Fire and Steel. Fire and Steel. Sorry. Sorry, Toby. Um, go follow those guys. Go follow the uh, Full Blast Podcast on Instagram. That's how you can. I mean, I don't really want any of your. I don't want any of your DMs, to be honest with you. Some of them aren't awesome, I must say. They're not helpful, that's for sure. Uh, go get yourself some Axe Wax. Go to akinteractive.com slash full blast. Get yourself some 10% off. Next week, we're going to we're going to tighten it up a little bit. We've been joking around a lot. I'm changing the way we do this the next couple episodes. And I'm actually going to record tomorrow after my procedure with Nico. That's going to be in a couple of weeks. You don't need to hear all, so much poop talk all the time. Elia, Alexey, Alexevia. That's uh, Smith, Slavic Smith. He's coming in next week. We're going to get a hold of him, see what he's all about. He's a great guy. He just won uh, Sword of the Year from Blade Show. That's uh, Ilya from Slavic Smith. I know I got his name. I spelled, said his last name wrong, but I apologize. Then we're going to get Tony Ayatsi, my business partner, is going to come in, and then we'll have Nico back, and then uh, it's been great. And, uh, guys, thank you once again. I'm definitely going to have you on. We're going to you know, shout out to Tony Banana. Uh, shout out to uh, all those guys. Get your golden toilets. Get your uh, get your Lego Adidas. Watch your nuts while you're taking a shit, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Adios. Bye. The Full Blast Podcast is proudly sponsored by Axe Wax, an all-natural, food-safe wax for coating your handles. It can be used on your axes, your knives, or even on your boots with the full confidence that Axe Wax is safe and durable. Furthermore, if you use the promo code FULLBLAST10, you will get a special 10% discount on your order. So go to axewax.us and get yourself some of the most luxurious wax for waxing your axe. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network.